This is Bad Attitudes. Hello, friends and strangers. Welcome to another episode of Bad Attitudes, an uninspiring podcast about disability. I'm your host, Laura. We're continuing to celebrate Disability Pride Month this week with more disability history. Today's episode could be sponsored by you. If you would like to sponsor an episode, visit ko-fi.com slash badattitudespod and make a donation. Every donation gets a shout out in a future episode and your donations help keep the pod running. If you like this episode, share it and the podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is absolutely the best way to grow this podcast and our community. And please make sure you are rating and reviewing the podcast on your preferred platform. It really helps me out. For questions, comments, or ideas, email badattitudespod at gmail.com or reach out through social media. Follow at badattitudespod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're now also on Threads. As always, I want to remind you that disability is not a monolith. My experience as a disabled person is going to be different from the experiences of other disabled people. I am one voice for the disabled community, but I am not the only voice. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. With the passing of the Rehabilitation Act, the civil rights of disabled people were legally protected for the first time in history. To understand how momentous this was, we have to understand how recent 1973 actually is. For some, 1973 seems like ages ago. In the grand scheme of history, 50 years is basically an eye blink. My parents were barely in high school at the time. I wouldn't be born for another eight years. There are people who were my age in 1973 who are still living today. The civil rights of disabled people have been protected for the historical equivalent of a finger snap. The important thing to note about the Rehabilitation Act is that it applies to programs and organizations that are a part of or are funded by the federal government. The Americans with Disabilities Act, on the other hand, focuses on state and local governments. Even so, the Rehabilitation Act is the major precursor to the ADA. Let's take a look at the different sections of the Rehabilitation Act and how they protect the rights of disabled people. Section 501 focuses on federal employment. It requires federal agencies to use affirmative action plans when employing the disabled. It prohibits these agencies from discriminating against potential employees because of disability and it requires federal employers to provide reasonable accommodation to disabled employees. I'll be honest and say that I don't know, but I am worried about how the use of affirmative action for disabled people will be affected considering recent Supreme Court decisions. I know people have a lot of varying ideas about affirmative action, but I don't believe the court reached the correct decision. This is going to have major repercussions for all marginalized groups, not just racial minorities. Section 502 of the Rehabilitation Act formed the U.S. Access Board, whose job is to ensure compliance with the Architectural Barriers Act of 1968. 
The ABA requires that facilities built, designed, or altered using federal money be accessible to individuals with disabilities. This also applies to facilities leased by federal agencies. The ABA was the first measure by Congress to ensure the built environment be accessible to the disabled community. Section 503 also requires the use of affirmative action and prohibits employment discrimination by federal contractors and subcontractors with contracts of $10,000 or more. Section 503 was amended in 2014, strengthening enforcement of the ADA and asking that employers set an aspirational goal for the percentage of disabled employees. The goal is for these employers to show that 7% of their workforce is disabled or to show that they are actively working toward this goal. Section 504 is probably the most recognized section of the Rehabilitation Act because you'll often hear of disabled students having a 504 plan. Section 504 protects disabled people from discrimination in programs that receive federal funds, including but not limited to Section 8 housing, K-12 schools, almost all colleges and universities, and vocational schools. Section 508 was added to the Rehabilitation Act as part of a 1998 amendment. Section 508 prohibits the federal government from using electronic and information technology goods and services that are not accessible. If you're counting, I skipped a few sections, but those were not germane to the purpose of this episode. The Rehabilitation Act of 1973 was a major step forward in the protections of disabled Americans. It paved the way for the Americans with Disabilities Act and the protections the disabled community enjoys today. But more needs to be done. Ask any disabled person and they'll tell you the ways in which these protections are not enough. There is no such thing as marriage equality if you are disabled. It is incredibly difficult to be financially secure if you are disabled. And it remains very easy for employers to deny jobs to disabled people without repercussions. And it's extremely possible that the Supreme Court's decision on affirmative action has just made it easier. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one.